And, and so I, I don't know how much into my notes I'm going to get. I don't know how far I'll go, but I just want to take this moment to talk about. You know, last week we looked at the book. You can sit down, Walt, I'll, but don't, don't go too far. We were looking at the book of Haggai. If you recall that book and what's going on, and, and, and if you want to find some background, look in the book of Ezra. But God is doing something in the kingdom of Judah through Haggai the prophet. And last week we looked at a, at a people. There were 50,000 Jews that were sent back by Cyrus, who was the king of Persia. He wasn't even a Jew himself. Sent them back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. He gave them what they needed to rebuild the temple. And, and so 50,000 Jews went back to rebuild the temple. And recall that they go and they get started. They build an altar and they build a foundation. But then things come. People plot. Distractions get in the way. And all of a sudden, they, they get distracted from what they sent out to do. And so about 16 years later, God raises up a man named Haggai, and he begins to speak to the people. Recall last week we looked at a, at a message that I know it's kind of hard sometimes because he says, give careful thought to your ways. It kind of invades our space a little bit. He talked to a people that were not satisfied. They couldn't, they ate and they weren't full. They drank and they never could have enough. They, they, they worked and, and, and they planted and they never had a harvest. And then they, they earned money and their pockets had holes in them. And he said, it's been 16 years. And you've got nice paneled houses, nice adorned houses. But what's happened? Why are you neglecting my house? We talked about kingdom priority last week. And I know sometimes, like, like I say, that's, that's a challenging place for us to put ourselves. Am I putting God first? Am I, am I really looking at my life and what's around me? And am I placing priority on what God wants, what God desires? We just sang, come, Lord Jesus, come. That's putting kingdom priority on who Jesus Christ is in our life. We're saying, you are the Lord of my life. That is kingdom priority. This morning, God has already been preaching the sermon. He's already been preaching the message as, as we've been here today. And, and so, what was the word that God spoke to us? God says there's promise. When we have kingdom priority, we live in kingdom promise. When I sing, come Lord Jesus, come, I expect to be living in the promise that God has for me. That's the promise of a meadow with peace. That's the promise that He can meet that need. That's the promise that God can do what you need Him to do. Why? Because I'm putting Him first. There's kingdom promise when we're living with kingdom priority. If you look at Haggai chapter 2 verse 19, I think is, is where I was at. Chapter 2 verse 19, it, it begins to, to talk about, if I can get there in my notes, is there any seed left in the barn until now the vine and the fig tree, the pomegranate and the olive tree have not borne fruit, but from this day on I will bless you. 
Let me tell you, there's kingdom promise when we practice kingdom priority. God promises the people what has changed now. He talked about that they were never satisfied in chapter 1. In the first few verses of chapter 1, they are not saved, but they are, they are not satisfied. But something has changed. What has changed is kingdom priority. If you look backwards from that verse, if you look back in chapter 1 again of Haggai, we see that the people of God changed. They started to obey. It says in verse 12, the whole remnant obeyed the voice of the Lord their God and the message of the prophet. What was different on that day? The only thing that was different from the last 16 years was that they heard his voice and they obeyed. I want to speak from the innermost part of me, this part that God is compelling today. There is promise when we practice priority. God's desire is to bless you. Do you hear that? God's desire is for blessing in your life. That's why he interrupted or he paused worship today to say that I will meet your needs, that I've got it before you, that I've already got it stored up. All we have to do is ask. God's desire is to bless you. Yet we live outside of the blessing. Give careful thought. I don't think we can separate blessing from priority. Give careful thought. When we put God first, we should expect to see God's blessing in our life. Now that may not mean a brand new pickup truck or a, or a brand new place, but it may mean the hand of God being revealed in our life. There is promise when we've declared Jesus Christ is Lord. His kingdom, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father but through me. He says he, he's the way into the kingdom of God. It's through Jesus Christ. His kingdom brings blessing in your life. There is absolute blessing in the kingdom of God. God's desire is that from the day you declared, this morning as you cried out, Come, Lord Jesus, come. I will bless you from this day forward, he says. Can you receive that this morning? Priority might have been a little tough. This whole considering our ways might have been a little challenging. But there's beauty in what God says. There's beauty in who God is. His desire this day is to bless you. What does God's blessing look like? What does the blessing God wants to pour out in your life look like? He tells the people in the, in the book of Haggai, he says that I will be with you. Let me tell you, that's blessing. Let me tell you, that is kingdom promise for your life. This morning, let me tell you, God promises to be with you. God's promise that he's spoken to us, that promise that he wants us to live in, that promise that is the truth, is that he will be with you. 
Even though you walk through the darkest valley, even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of the death, I will be with you, he says. So often, we lose sight of kingdom promise. We hear a word or we experience his presence, but then we forget because something happens. Circumstance comes. Let me tell you, just because you're building a temple doesn't mean that God's not with you. Just because someone's speaking in your ear or threatening to kill you doesn't mean God's not with you. He says there is nothing in all creation that can separate us from the love of God which is found in Christ Jesus. Neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities. Nothing in all creation can separate you from the love of God. There is nothing that can separate you from God's love. He desires to be with you. That should be promise in your life. How does David face a giant? How does Moses lead them across the Red Sea? It's the promise that God is with them, that no matter what foe is before them, no matter how big the giant is, I know that I know that I know that God is with me. That's kingdom promise. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Like, be with me. God, he, he tells the people throughout Scripture, I will be with you. There's four different times, and I got them. I'm not going to read them all right now because I want to get to the promise, but God is with you. He tells Isaac, he speaks it through Isaiah. He says it through, the, through, through Matthew. He, he, he says, then she'll give birth to a son and his name will be called Emmanuel, which means what? God is with us. There's kingdom promise in your life when you're practicing kingdom priority. That promise is that God is with you. If you've lost sight of the reality of God's presence, if you've lost sight of the promise that God is with you, I encourage you today as, as we'll come back and we sing, Come, Lord Jesus, come, to receive the fullness of His presence. That should bring confidence. How big is that giant when God is standing with me? That giant doesn't look so big compared to my God. Let me tell you, that giant in your life that you've been afraid of, that, that giant in your life that you felt like you're fighting alone, it's not very big in the presence of my God. I will bless you. I will be with you, he says. God's promises in his kingdom when we're practicing kingdom priority is that he will be with you, he will bless you. If God says he will, he is, a, he, he is a God of his word. Amen? He can keep his word. We can expect him to keep his word. That's his promise for you this day. So if you feel like you're alone, that's a lie from the enemy. He will be with you. 
If you say, I'm not blessed, that's a lie from the enemy because he says, I will bless you. Give careful thought to your ways. Because there's something that can separate me from God, and that's called sin. That's why I have to consider my ways, because sometimes when I'm not experiencing the presence of God, it's because I've removed myself from His presence. That's through the choices that I'm making. That's through the decisions that I'm making where I'm putting something else before Him. I'm choosing to separate myself from Him. But God is faithful. He's faithful to forgive. He will remove that distance. He will get rid of that chasm that that is created in your life through sin when you confess Jesus Christ is Lord. Come. Lord Jesus, come. There's promise. There's promise in His kingdom. There's promise in who God is. In Haggai chapter 2, it says, This is what was covenanted, what I covenanted, what Jesus, what God promised with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations, and what is desired by all nations will come. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine. The gold is mine, declares the Lord. I will tell you there's promise in the reality that God is in control. God is not out of control. We can look at the news, we can watch what's going on, and we can say, where in the world is God in the midst of all this? Why are we having conversations about babies who have been born staying alive? We can wonder where God is in the midst of all this, but the promise is God is sovereign. There's assurance that comes when I know God is in control. And He's in control when it makes sense, and He's in control when it doesn't make sense. He's in control when things are going well, and He's in control when I don't understand why the the, the storm is, is raging. God is in control. There's promise in priority. When I trust that God is who He said He would be, I can, I can stand fast in the midst of the storm. I can stand fast when, when things aren't quite how I thought they would be because my God is in control. No matter what a doctor tells me, no matter what I'm experiencing, no matter what is before me, I know that I know that I know that my God is in control. He said He will shake the nations. What did that mean? Those were their enemies. That was Babylon. That was Persia. Those were the people who persecuted the the, the kingdom of God. His kingdom, Israel. And Judah, He said that He would shake the nations. How can God shake the nations? It's only because He's in control. There's promise. In following God. 
There's a promise of his presence. There's a promise of his power. There's a promise of hope. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. There's hope. There's a promise of hope when we have kingdom priority. I'm going to come back to this verse because I think there's a lot for us to unpack that's coming in a few weeks. But, but the reality is there's hope. He says the glory of, of, of the glory of this present house. What was the present house? It was, this, it was the temple that they were building. They were looking at it and they remembered what the temple looked like. Solomon's temple, read about it, man. It had gold and, and all, the, all the wood and it was pretty. It was adorned. It was great. The, the presence of God filled that place. They had all the sacrifices and, and it came down in a tangible way. And the promise of God was there's hope for something greater. Isaiah says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Behold, there's hope in, in practicing kingdom priority. What was isn't as good as it gets. So often in our relationship with God, we feel like what was is as good as it's going to get. Man, I remember in 1965 when I gave my life to the Lord and I felt His presence and I was snotting on an altar and and everything else was happening. That's the greatest the glory of God's ever going to be. Let me tell you, he says, the glory of this present house is going to be greater than what was. There's hope. That's the promise. There's a promise of hope. And there's also a promise of provision. We're children of God. We're His children, right? Yeah, we've gone through a season, maybe you felt like you were eating and couldn't before, or you were drinking and, and you couldn't get enough. You, you never could squeeze two nickels out of a penny and you didn't know what to do. All these things, these things are happening. You're never satisfied, but the promise is that God can provide. Let me tell you, there's promise with kingdom priority. Remember we read Matthew chapter 6 last week. I believe it's going to come on the screen. But it just says, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. What is righteousness? It's how things are made right. How have we been made right? It's through Jesus Christ. When we cry, Jesus Christ is Lord. That is righteousness. Sin made things wrong, but righteousness came, it comes through Jesus Christ. I've been made righteous, Scripture says, by Jesus Christ. We seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and then what? All this stuff. You're hungry, you're thirsty, you're looking for a house. All these things, he says, will be added unto you. God desires to provide. I'm just flesh. You know, i got spirit inside of me, but when it comes to being a father, you know what I mean? Even in me, who I'm who I'm not 
everything. I'm not as, as, as sanctified as God. We'll just say that. How, is that the fair way of saying it? I've been sanctified by Jesus Christ, so I guess I am. But the reality is, just like Paul, I still struggle with my flesh at times. Anyway, I provide for my kids. Right? As a father, isn't that our nature? We make sure they're taken care of. We make sure they got food. We make sure they got clothes. We make sure that, that, they, that they have a roof over their head. We make sure that their needs are met, right? Isn't that kind of who we are? I mean, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't take a rocket scientist sometimes to figure those things out. And for some of us, it doesn't matter if our kids are still kids or if they're adults. We're still wanting to provide. Matthew chapter 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to get good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven get good gifts to those who ask him? Let me tell you, there is the promise of provision in the kingdom of God. God spoke that to us this morning. He spoke it before Pastor Ever got a microphone. He said this morning, I promise you, God desires for you to recognize the promise that is in His kingdom. He wants you to acknowledge the promise that is His, that is yours through Jesus Christ. By practicing kingdom priority, God will promise you His presence. He has promised you His provision. He has promised you hope. He has promised you power. Yet we live without. Why? Why? Haggai would say, give careful thought. Pastor, I don't know the blessing. I don't see the provision. I don't experience the promise. I don't know the the, the presence. Why? I will bless you. Pam, come here for a second. I will bless you, declares the Lord. Pam, just share with me during prayer just just the, the power of promise in her life. And I wanted to share this with us this morning. And in just a moment, I want us to go back to this song. And I want us to think about the kingdom promise that is ours. And if we have to ask, then let's ask. If we have to receive, then let's receive. If we have to repent, then let's repent. But let's experience the promise that God has made. Let's live in the promise that He desires. Pam, share your testimony. Well, yesterday morning I was flipping through the TV channels and I saw this one and it said, God wants you well. And I thought, well, that sounds interesting. So I flipped to the channel, and it was an old Gloria Copeland healing school. And so I started listening to it, and she started going through every scripture. I mean, we might not have hit them all, but we hit most of them. Every scripture in the Bible that talks about healing. 
even went back to the Old Testament in Isaiah where he prophesied that Jesus would heal. And it got your mind set in a place where, you know, she said, okay, he never turned down anybody that asked for healing. Everybody that was put before him, he healed. And he healed all things. He healed all people. He healed all diseases. And just kept going through all these scriptures and all these scriptures. And like I said, it just got my mind set in such a different way than I'd ever looked at healing before. And I'd been, lately I'd been, you know, I always stand on your promise that I'm healed by your stripes. And But I realized just in the last few weeks that I'm not being healed for myself. I'm being healed for the glory of God, you know, that that's why I'm healed. So anyway, this was like a, over a two-hour program, and I just kept, you know, like I said, just, you know, it was amazing. But anyway, after we'd went through all these healing scriptures, then she prayed about breaking curses and healing every disease and every sickness. And I, at the time, the last couple of days, I'd been having a lot of stomach pain, and that was just gone instantly. And just, you know... I don't know if most of you know that I have diabetes, but anyway, the day before, I had taken four shots, and yesterday I took one, and my body is just absolutely feels different, and I mean, just like I said, giving the glory to him, and I just feel like this dark cloud has just come off of me, and you know, I think it's just praying against those curses, praying against those curses that are on our children, you know, and everything. And it's, it was, like I said, it was totally life-changing. It was amazing. This morning I just sense, I know, God's sovereign. He's in control. God desires to bless you. desires to bless you. God made promises to be kept. God didn't promise so maybe That, that God has in your life. But let me tell you, there's promise in, in placing kingdom priority in your life. He says, ask. He says, seek. 
He says, knock and the door will. He said, it will be opened. There's promise in the kingdom of God. As they lead us in this course, I encourage you, if you have a need, ask. If you want pastor to pray, I'll be here to pray. If you want someone else to pray with you this morning, seek out someone in the body of Christ. I know we did this once, but let's do it again because the promises. of God. This is who He is. He will shake the nations. The glory in this present temple, that's you, we're temples of the Holy Spirit, will be greater. Thank you for your orchestration. Thank you for the presence of God that I know is in this place. The promise is, is redeemed even as we've been worshiping and, and, and experiencing you this day. Father, I thank you for that. I pray that in this, in this room, in this place, in this sanctuary this day, God, we are filled with the promise of God. I pray that kingdom promise reigns in our lives. Why? Because we've obeyed. We've declared Jesus Christ is Lord. We've, we've, we've declared that sin no longer reigns in our life. We're not under the control of sin and death, but that was defeated through the cross of Jesus Christ. That Jesus rose from the dead bearing witness to the fact that death has been defeated. I'm not defined by, by this world. I'm defined by my Savior. And because of my place in your kingdom, because of my obedience to Jesus' declaration that he's the way, the truth, and the life, that, that no one comes to the Father but through him, because I'm in the kingdom of God, I expect, I anticipate, I look forward to kingdom promise revealed in my life. God, what you're doing and what you've been doing and what you're going to do. God, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would anoint the, the remainder of this time, that, that as we sing, as we ask, that, we, that you would anoint this time to bring revelation to our hearts and lives, that, that we would speak in faith, that we would receive the promise, just as Pam talked about receiving, God, what the Word of God says, not, not what the Word of man says. Because, God, who you are, 
and who I am through Jesus Christ. A child of God. I am a child of God and you desire good gifts. You desire good things. You desire to be with me. You desire to bless me. You desire to give me hope. You desire to provide for me. God, I I pray that, that my identity through Jesus Christ brings the revelation of your promise. that today that God has promised for your life? Amen. This week, God has promised for your life. His presence isn't just here on Sunday morning when pastors preaching or walls playing. His promise is to be with you all week. That's in the muck and mire that sometimes we get ourselves into. That's in the problems and circumstances, or that's wherever we might be. He promises to be with you. He promises to meet your needs. Amen? in this. We'll have the offering plates in the back. In Malachi, he says, bring the whole tithe in the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vine and the vines in your field will not drop their fruit before it's ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then the nations will call you blessed for yours will be a delightful land. I'm going to pray for the offering this day. God, I thank you for your promise as we seek you first. I thank you for the promise that when we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness that we can expect. We can see, we can witness the promise of God when it comes to our harvest, when it, when it comes to the things that we put our hands to, when it comes to the blessings in our lives. God, I pray for those who give and who have a heart to give this day. God, they see that promise that, that's in your very word redeemed in their life. In Jesus' name. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord bless you May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his face toward you this week and grant you peace. May you live in the very promise of God. The very provision of God. Amen? Be blessed.